G'day everyone, welcome to another episode of The Short Cameo, the show where I discuss movie news, reviews, and everything in between. I come to you today from my hometown of Melbourne, Australia, still scrubbing it up here over the summer break. Well, for me it's a summer break, even though I'm in winter conditions. I come to you today feeling apprehensive? I suppose that's the right word. Presumably you've read the description of this podcast, you know I'm talking about The Grey Man. Now, I should say straight out the gate that I was really looking forward to this movie. I it's I make no secret of the fact I really like the Russo brothers, I like Ryan Gosling, I like Chris Evans. I liked everything that this movie was potentially going to be. Um, and there's still... not I've, sort of, I've made up my mind about the movie and what I think of said movie... But there's a few things that I'm still a little bit... I don't know. I don't know where I fall. I don't know which side of the fence I fall on. So we'll, we'll get into that at some point today. Um, but I just wanted, I wanted to set the mood early um, because, uh, you know, I don't like to throw too many curveballs while I just, you know, talk at you. So anyway, I don't think there's, there's any need to beat around the bush. There's no movie news of, you know, that I really felt like touching on. There's some movies coming out in the future that I'm excited by, but... Uh, might leave that for another pod. So, look, I don't think there's any need to beat around the bush. Let's let's get on with it. Um, I'll give you a two quick two minute non spoiler. So, premise of premise of this film today: um, when the CIA's most skilled operative, whose true identity is known to none, accidentally uncovers dark agency secrets, a psychopathic former colleague puts a bounty on his head, setting off a global manhunt by international assassins. Look, there's nothing in that description that hasn't been done somewhere, some somehow, a hundred thousand times before in an action movie. There's nothing. Very quickly, I think it's established early on in this movie. There's not going to be any surprises. This movie knows exactly what it wants to be in uh, plot-wise. I guess it's very cliched in a lot of ways. Um, a couple of times it makes jokes about those cliches, um, and it's very basic and. It's unabashedly basic, but look, it's it's an entertaining movie. It's fast. It's action packed. It's two hours of your time where you can be entertained. Um, the Russo brothers' stylized movie making is on full display. Um, so if you're you're into that sort of more stylized action films film style, I guess, then you'll probably have a good time with this movie. Uh, for me, while I really like what the Russos do, and I like how I'll get to get into it later, how experimental they are with their filmmaking. I think there was potentially a bit too much effort to try and squeeze as much sort of style as they could out of this film. I can't. I'm trying. I need to think of another word for style. I've just said that about ten times in the last ten seconds. Um, but as I said, it's a basic action plot. It gives a reason for people to be fighting each other, and that's about as far as it goes. And while I'll get into it again a bit later, while I can really enjoy a plot like that, just something basic and just watch, you know, really well-filmed action scenes and just have fun and not get too invested either way, I felt you still need a reason You still need a reason to care, and I don't think the movie does well enough to give you that. Um, there, it very much lacked character depth with anybody, but not, not even that, just... 
I don't know what it was. I'm still, I'm probably still just trying to figure it out. Maybe as I talk about it, I'll be able to tease it out. But after about half an hour of watching the film, I was, I was enjoying it. But I just, I could tell that I wasn't fully invested. And I suppose that is probably mainly due to just not, you struggle to really get behind any of the characters. But I also think there's a bit, the film's a little bit messy, not in terms of its plot. The plot is streamlined, it's basic, it's easy to follow. But there's quite a, there's a lot of different directions you feel like this film was trying to go, was exploring, um, but then doesn't fully commit to. So you kind of get this mismatch, you kind of get this um mixed bag of um, fun action adventure versus serious CIA, you know, man on a mission type thing. Then you got, you throw in Chris Evans' psychopathic role, a few other things. And you kind of left at the end wondering where, what was this, what was the vision of this movie? But look, anyway, um, Gosling and Evans are really good. And when they're together, the movie's at its best. They're not together enough. We'll get into that. And, Look, in the end, the movie, like, it grabs your attention, but I wouldn't say it grabs your heart, and you kind of walk away sort of thinking, like, you know, that was a fun two hours on a quiet Friday night at home, but uh, that's about as far as it goes, which, for me, I'll get into later, was a bit disappointing, given that it's the Russo brothers, it's got these this all-star cast, it's got this massive budget, it had a budget of about $200 million, I just, I was I was left wanting a bit more, let's put it that way. So, look, that's, that's non-spoiler stuff out of the way. Let's, um, yeah, let's go in depth. Okay, first talking point of the night is what type of movie was this? I kind of have already touched on this a little bit, um, but I'll go, look, I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit. You could very much see the Russo brothers were drawing in, drawing inspiration from other big movie fran- action movie franchises. Um, there's a bit of Jason Bourne, John Wick, a little bit of Bond um, in a f- few elements. And look, I don't blame the movie for almost needing to draw on these other big franchises because everything that can be done in an action movie has been done by now. There's, there's not much new ground to cover other than to explore new techniques of filmmaking, which this movie very much does. We'll get into that. Um, so yeah, and it's a basic premise of, you know, bad people in positions of authority doing bad stuff. And there's no, one thing I will, I should say this now, I was very happy that at the end of the film, there wasn't some character in a high end position who we thought we trusted and we turned around and turned out they were, had betrayed us the entire time because, oh my, if I had to see one more movie with that. Anyway, that doesn't happen. So there's no surprises in this film. It's just a guy with a very special set of skills you know, going around doing his thing. And look, I I really like these kind of plots. I like the idea of, you know, the spy against the world or a spy going up against another spy, the best of the best battling it out. They're, you know, they're really fun. And if they're done well, they, you know, they can be, oh, they can just be extremely entertaining and just, you know, a great two hours. And that's what I think this movie was trying to go for. And it kind of gets there at points and then it kind of doesn't. And it uh, just flip-flops a bit. And look, I've already kind of said that early on I was really struggling to get interested in what was going on. I suppose I've kind of... I, I don't think it's entirely to, due to this, but I think it's mostly due to this where it, where the movie falters to get my attention is the characterization. It's just hard. I found it hard anyway to get invested in the story. A lot of it feels very deliberately cliched, which is fine, except the movie never really takes the time to go anywhere with it you have a couple of scenes with six is the character played by ryan gosling um to a s- 
sort of established that he cares about this one kid. He's got a pacemaker. And, you know, they have one scene where they sort of run through his tragic past. And it's almost in an obligatory, like, this splurge of dialogue where he's trying to patch himself up. And he's sort of half-heartedly telling Anadayamas about his life. It just felt very like, okay, we need to, ch- we need people to care about six. We better chuck in this scene quickly to, you know, make, you know, make people interested. But it kind of happens too little too late. That's just before the third act. Like, at, you know, the, I, I think they were trying to keep a bit of intrigue. At the start of the film, you first meet Sixies in jail. He's signed up for this Sierra program. And it's like, oh, okay, that's a bit interesting. But I was kind of, I'm kind of now thinking about that, comparing that to, say, the first John Wick film, which. You know, just comparing movies directly like this isn't, isn't always the best idea. But you think about the start of that where it's actually... John Wick is, you know, 90 minutes of just extreme pure action. But when you really think about it, the first 20 minutes, 15 minutes are pretty slow. Like, it takes its time to set up the character of John Wick, gives us, to reason, gives us a reason to care with his dog and his wife... And then the action explodes. And by that point, we're already hooked in and we care about this character. We, You know, we're with him on this revenge path. We want him to succeed. And I think that's where this movie lacked that. It takes a long time before we sort of really have a reason to care about what's going on. And... You know, we don't. You don't always need that in a movie, but I think for some, I don't. I can't really put my finger on why. For this film, I really felt like it needed that because the movie is just a bit too quick to want to get to the action, um, and it really does maintain that pace throughout the rest of the movie. There's a lot of fast cuts, fast cuts, very minimal downtime. It just jumps from one bit, one you know, thing to the next. Um, I suppose I would have just liked one or one or two more moments just to breathe, to take take in what was going on, um, and then slowly then transition to the next big action scene. Which I suppose brings me on to my next point, which is um, the style of the Russo brothers. Um, easily probably the biggest talking point of this film. The fact that they're in charge. You know, they're if you don't know who the Russo brothers are, they directed a lot of the recent big Marvel films: Captain America: Winter Soldier, Captain America: Civil War. Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. They are incredibly talented filmmakers. They have sort of the creativity just oozes out of them. You can really tell that in their films. I think though, what I kind of noticed is when they they haven't direct they haven't got a, they haven't directed that many films, but based on this very small sample size, when they direct their Marvel films, I think they're on a little bit more of a leash. You know, they're contained within that Marvel box. They can't go too sort of wacky and wild. And then you compare that to the films they've directed independently and their creative style is just, you know, blasting out of the screen. There's all sorts of things happening left, right and center. And it actually, I think they toned down that in this last, in this film as compared to the last movie they did with Tom Holland, which I've completely forgotten the name of, um, where that was just, you know, style all over the place. And look, when they get it right, it makes for some brilliant sequences. I think in this film, um, that square, that fight in the square of whatever city they were in, which then transitions into this tram fight, that was really good. On the plane when Ryan Gosling's taking out bad guys left, right and center and he's throwing smoke bombs, use, using anything he can within his grass and you get these this great long shot of him taking people out while it slowly zooms in. You got this pink smoke flying everywhere. Like that sort of creative style is just so unique and fresh. Um, and also, you know, the final showdown between Gosling and Evans is also really well done. I think they still tend to use quick cuts and close-ups in some of their fight scenes a little too often. This is just a minor tangent. 
which I don't think is needed given, you know, these actors, they've done this stuff before. Chris Evans particularly has already very much established himself as a very good hand-to-hand combat fighter in movies. And when, you know, you do get these nice wide shots of people fighting, it's very obvious these guys are great at what they're doing. So I still feel they try and do that a bit too often just to try and bump up the tension of the scene. It's not needed. Anyway, what am I talking about? Style. Um, Yeah, so they have this very creative sense to them and they want, you know, they want to try new things. They're always trying to, you know, bump up the scene in some way. And while that can make for some great sequences, it can mean things don't always gel together. And I sort of, I was getting the impression with each fight scene, like, you know, they were really unique in their own way, but there wasn't that sort of common thread between them. They were all, they almost were, felt like they were from a different movie as you went to each fight scene. You felt like you were then in a, you know, in a different type of film, really. For instance, that fir- the first ha- fight scene Gosling has at the start of the film with all these fireworks going off all over the place, that felt a bit frantic and messy. Whereas then you have these, this beautifully smooth, streamlined tram fight down the, down the town centre. But look, it's hard for me to fault them too much because I really like that the Russo brothers take risks and they're always wanting to trial new technologies. They're always trying to push the boundaries. They've said this in interviews. Where I think they... I respect what they were trying to do, but in this movie, the amount of drone shots that they use... It's nowhere near as bad as Michael Bay in his movie Ambulance recently, which I felt like every one and a half shots had to be this ridiculous drone shot that had no place whatsoever. Drone, I mean, drone shots are very much going to be a thing in movies going forward because, well, once you've discovered a new way of doing things, it's going to stick around. I just don't think the skill has really been mastered yet by anybody. It's not as bad in this film as in Ambulance, but I th- where I think they're struggling to make it work is it's sort of trying to incorporate it in a natural way into the film. It sort of feels like you can very much, t- because it's such a different shot with this moving camera on top of a drone, it kind of takes you out of it and suddenly you're like, oh, this is a drone shot. And so then it has to kind of awkwardly cut to a, a non-drone shot. I can't think of a better way to describe that. And it just... It doesn't naturally mesh together. The one time it did in this film was, I can't remember what it was. I think they were at the hospital or something. They had a drone shot and it blended into a normal camera shot on the ground um, with a close-up of Ryan Gosling. That worked really well and it kind of shows the potential of this technology, but I just don't think it's been incorporated as best as it can in these movies yet. Anyway, let's talk about uh, Gosling v. Evans because that was very much how this film was marketed as these, you know, this... Battle-hardened spy in Gosling and this just psychopath killer in Evans and just them, you know, facing off. Easily, easily the movie is at its best when these two are in a room together because, you know, it's great. It's great watching them face it off. I really like like Evans when he's with Gosling. Um, Problem is, it only happens about twice in the whole Bloomin' movie. It really frustrated me because... Uh, I knew, you know, we knew it was going to come when they introduce Lloyd, Evans' character, um, and they, they have a chat on, the, he has a chat on the phone with Gosling, and there's a bit of back and forth, and, you know, battle lines drawn and all that. And then they have, then they meet up for the first time, and it's really good, there's this great chemistry between them, and it's all sort of, oh, okay, we're getting excited, we're getting very exciting now. And then they just completely change Chris Evans' role to become, like, the guy behind the scenes, the guy in the chair, until literally the last 10 minutes of the movie when it picks up again when he faces Goff with Gosling. 
like it results in a great fight scene, but still, I was just sort of left wondering what, why, why would you make that decision? Why would you just put him in a chair for the next forty-five, fifty minutes of movie? I just, I just felt the movie was much better when um, Lloyd was out there chasing down Six. It just felt much more exciting, and I just couldn't understand why they would change that dynamic. Anyway, I was great. I was. Let's let's talk. Let's talk a bit about the character of Lloyd because this is an interesting one. I. I thought the way they were marketing the movie that Chris Evans was going to be sort of, you know, off the charts insane, just a complete psycho doing the most ridiculous stuff, which may have worked. I don't know. I was a little bit worried about it, though. So I was glad that he I felt he was deliberately just keeping it in check a bit like he he did some crazy stuff. But for the most part, he was quite contained. Problem is, though, I just don't think the script gave him a lot to work with, like some of his lines are just a, a bit bland. Some of them are really good, particularly like he keeps calling Gosling cupcake or something. He makes some quip about having to having to destroy a very an, an antique building or something. Uh, it just apart from that, the script just didn't really allow him to branch out and uh, branch out as much as I think he wanted to or was trying to. In terms of Gosling's character, six. Look, I really like Ryan Gosling. I like the acting style he has. He's always he's usually a very stoic, reserved character. I like in this film he's that, and he's also kind of oddly funny at points. He has these little quips he throws at people just randomly with deadpan face. I really like that. But this, I think, is where it... While I say Evans and Gosling together were great, when they were apart, that's where I felt felt like we were kind of in two different movies a lot of the time because you've got... Gosling is this reserved, stoic character, and Evans um, is sort of doing this manic stuff off, um, in you know, as a guy in the, as a guy in the chair, and it just felt like we were jumping between two different movies a lot of the time, which then meant it clashed, which ironically, when they were brought together, kind of resolved that. So I just felt again putting Evans out of action for quite a long period just was it was just an odd decision for me. Anyway, in terms of the rest of the cast, they're fine, they're there. I don't know, they're not really given much to do. There's not really much else to say. Like, some of their motivations are touched on. They serve the plot well enough. There's no real surprises. It gives us, as the audience, someone to hate, someone for us to want Gosling to get to. The one standout, though, is... Uh, I hope I say, I'm saying his name right. Danush, who plays Avic. Uh, that's the this assassin that's brought in about two-thirds of the way through the film... He has a couple of really, really good action scenes. I really liked what he was bringing. He has this... I felt like that was a missed opportunity because he had this almost beautiful fighting style. He had these amazing, like, fast, fluid movements. It was kind of like poetry in motion. Anyway, there's going to be a sequel, so he may pop up. Uh, Let's talk about the kid. It's a kid in a film. It's pretty much listen to any of my other pods. You know how I feel about kids in films. Um, but no, this kid was pretty good. Her acting was good for the most part, particularly when we first get introduced to her. She has pretty good chemistry with Six. Where I... This was this actually wasn't her fault. I then felt for the rest of the movie, she's just... Her entire role is to sit there and cry and look terrified, which I get it. She's a kid in this ridiculous, you know, crazy gun shooting situation. That's probably how any of us would react. It's just that after a while, I just, I don't know. It was, I don't know why I was just starting to get on my nerves. It was just happening for a bit too long. Yeah. I also, I kind of already touched on it. I don't think they really established a good enough relationship between her and six, because by the end, you're supposed to kind of believe that 
Six is this like father figure for her. So, well, surrogate father figure. And when you kind of think about it, the only scenes they've had together are this one flashback where Six kind of doesn't really want to, you know, get involved with her and wants to keep her at arm's length. And then her pacemaker fails, so he takes her to hospital. And that's that's literally it. That's all we've got. And then we're kind of, we're kind of supposed to believe he would go to the ends of the earth to help this girl. I could just, I didn't, I didn't buy it. Anyway, my next uh, point is missed opportunities. What was I doing with? Oh, I remember what I was doing with this. Um, yeah. So this is where I'm a little bit torn. Gotta say, uh, it was because all right. This film had a $200 million budget. That is a lot of money for a film. It's got this all-star cast. It's got Gosling, Evans, Dayamas, the Russos in charge. It's, I suppose what I was wondering is like, should we as the audience expect a bit more from this film? Because, I, I mean, I like what the Russo brothers do. It's just, there's absolutely a market for this type of film. You know, well-directed, stylized action with a basic plot and just big budget set pieces. I don't know, I just, I left the cinema, no, I didn't, I left the couch feeling there could have just been more here, like there was some characterization left on the table, there was more stuff to explore, um, I don't, and I don't know if I'm wrong for thinking this, if I'm just putting my own expectations on the movie, like the filmmakers don't ask for my opinion on what film they want to make, I don't know, it just, it brings up other ideas I've had about what films get made in Hollywood nowadays, that if you're a big producer company, or production company, what films are you going to fund? You're going to fund the ones that are most likely going to make you the most money. So what are those? They're films with big name actors, big name directors, or franchises, Marvel, Star Wars, Disney, um, stuff that's been done before that worked. So often there's missed opportunities for original content. And I don't know why, I just I just felt with this film, like they so much money was poured into this very, very basic plot that didn't offer as much as I felt it should have. And I don't, I'm still, I don't know if I've, I don't know. I don't know if I should be annoyed by that. Really don't. Um, Guys, in the end, there's, there's, there's really not too much to say about this film because basic plot, basic action film. Um, It's entertaining. There's some brilliant fight sequences and, you know, it's creative style galore. I I still really respect the Russo brothers for tr- always wanting to try new things and, you know, push the boundaries of the craft. And I'm probably going to watch everything they make for the rest of time just because, you know, I, lo- I like directors that do that stuff, even though I know it's not always, always going to work. Gosling and Evans are at the best when they're sharing the screen. Just... I can't. You, you kind of struggle to know what movie you're watching when they're not together because it almost feels like they're pulled from two different genres. The story's basic enough. It's basic without enough characterization to really make up the ground. But look, it's if you're a fan of action films, if you're a fan of action filmmaking, then I think there's a lot for you to like in this film because you know the Russos are just showing off their creative talent. That's just oozing out out of every shot. I just wonder, I'm not going to say it doesn't, I'm just going to say I wonder whether it does enough to justify its massive budget and just this stellar cast. Because it's not not like it's the Russo brothers' fault for being given this enormous amount of money to make a film. Like, they're human at the end of the day. I don't don't know. I've talked to enough about this. Anyway, um, I think the one final thing to say is it does, I do think this movie leaves a really good blueprint for a really, really good sequel if they can just 
take some of the criticism about this film. They can boost the story, tighten up the script. I think there's potentially something really, really good here to tap into because, I mean, they've already they've already approved a sequel because, I don't know, it was, this, what was, this film was based on a book, wasn't it? And then I think more books were made or, I mean, they've already announced a sequel anyway. Oh, yeah, and they were talking about, there's mentions of the another old man in charge or something like that, so... There's always avenues they can go. I think Gosling's really good at this, really good as this character. I think what they need to do in the sequel is go a bit further in depth with you know his abusive father because it's it's touched on, it's there. It just they didn't they didn't hit you home with it. They didn't they didn't want to spend they didn't want to spend time on that. Um, and that may be because they probably knew they were going to make a sequel. I don't know. Anyway, I think that's pretty much all there is to say on this film, guys. Second po- second podcast back, new fresh technique. If you like it, if you don't like it, please feel free to let me know. Uh, you can email me. You can hit me up on Instagram or Facebook or the other various things I've got this podcast on, whatever it may be. Um, it'd be great to hear from you. Best things about movies are the discussions that they bring. I keep forgetting to say that. Yeah. Guys, go ch- go check this. I, I I still say go check this film out. It's on Netflix. I sh- probably should have mentioned that. You know, if you've got nothing got nothing else going on on a quiet Friday or Saturday night, I think there's a lot of fun to have with this movie. So you know, give it a chance. Um, yeah, that's about it from me. See you next time. The show.